And good to catch up with this guy. I mean, some people like to say the dog days of summer and all this kind of stuff. There is no offseason anymore for any sport. It's year-round when it comes to college football recruiting, NBA free agency, NFL storylines. Sports is year-round now. And Mike Scarborough is always hard at work. Mike, uh, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Hey, glad to be with you. It's been a while. I've- I know, man. Tigerbait.com is the website. Want to let our listeners uh, remind our listeners. Uh, been doing this for a long time, uh, Mike. The uh, recruiting grind. I can't remember LSU having this many guys in a recruiting class, and we're not even into July yet. Uh, this 2020 recruiting class. I mean, it's not done by any means, but where are you on this recruiting class? This could go down. I mean, it sounds like hyperbole, but this really could be one of the greatest classes LSU ever signs. Uh, very much so. Um, I'm seeing a lot of things in this recruiting class that I haven't seen in a long time. Um, you know, I, I always harken back to that 2001 class, which uh, was uh, led to that uh, first uh, national championship in the modern era under Nick Saban, which had Clayton in it, Spears, Whitworth, Nice Wanger, Marquise Hill, etc. That's that's how this class is. I I think the only thing when you're looking at the commitment list right now, the only thing that is still uh, left to to be addressed is offensive line. So, um, but it's just between what this staff is doing in the, on the recruiting trail, the 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 official visitors, the recruiting calendar, of course, being sped up, where all these the schools at the top are at 20 or a little over 20 commitments, LSU and Alabama, uh, Clemson right behind, uh, and those three schools battling for the, the top class in the country. Um, but it's, it's that. It's last week's elite camp and the best group of quarterbacks I've ever seen. Uh, you know, I was saying it. Now Ed Orgeron has been saying it. Uh, he said it in New Orleans at the, uh, the, the coaching caravan last night at walk-ons. Um, I've never seen, you know, Ed's been there for, you know, what, a handful of years under Miles and now the head coach. I mean, I, I've been going to LSU camp since the DiNardo years. And, I, and I've never seen the, the, a three-day stretch of quarterback talent that they had last week under <laughs> any of, of DiNardo, Saban, Miles, and now, and now Orgeron. And Orgeron's the one that brought him in. I think it's Ensminger, Joe Brady. Uh, you know, LSU really is a hot uh, it school right right now, and and like I said, it, it, you, you know you got Jaquel and Roy and, and Jacoby and Guillory still out there to finish with. Uh, need a, a running back, a tight end, um, you know, maybe another outside linebacker, maybe another defensive back. But when you start out adding all that up, and you know you need three more offensive linemen, you're, you're at 28, 29 co- commitments. So. Uh, so something's got to give, and, and you know, might there be somebody that that, that falls off, or, or we'll, we'll see how it, all the numbers play out. But I think that the, the thing going forward to make this uh, truly elite and to finish off the class is that offensive line haul. Because you know, look, if you if you look going into this upcoming season, to me the biggest question mark on the football team, and you're talking about a team that's, you know, what do we see a, a couple of months ago it had a 38 percent chance of being a playoff team. The biggest question mark to me is, is offensive line for the coming upcoming season and going forward on the roster and in this recruiting class. So that, that that's the one to keep an eye on. 
Well, let's get into it, Mike. You mentioned the camp this past week and, and some of the quarterbacks. We know Max Johnson is committed to LSU, part of this class already, but some of the future kids that we saw, a kid out of Tennessee named Ty Simpson was out there, uh, and then uh, some of the other kids with, with names we recognize, like uh, General Booty, Adri- Abram Booty's son. Um, talk about some of these kids and, and the Nussmeyer yeah, kid. Yeah, well, the the the... the, the... You know, look, Luke Altmeyer from Starkville, Mississippi, uh, earned an offer. And then the kid that, uh, you know, I was the first guy to go out and scout. And it's actually the first time I've ever actually filmed a ninth-grade football game at St. Thomas More last fall. Uh, he played a ninth-grade game, t- pulled off his jersey, put on a different jersey, and then played a JV game right after, two football games in a row. Uh, quarterback Walker Howard from St. Thomas More, he got an offer. And both those kids know each other and they're friends. Um, Altmeyer is the class of 21. Walker Howard is the class of 22. Ty Simpson from uh, Tennessee, who'd already had an LSU offer and been LSU's junior day, uh, he's class of 22 with an offer. What's unique about those three kids on Thursday is that uh, uh, all three of their fathers have roots in Laurel, Mississippi, and they all know each other. Uh, absolutely crazy. Then the next day, you got Max Johnson, LSU's commitment. You had T.J. Finley walking around the facility. Um, and then Caleb Williams, the five-star uh, quarterback from uh, Gonzaga High School in Washington, D.C., uh, might have put in the best performance of every single quarterback that was there for three days. Um, and then you had the Nussmeyer kid on Saturday who was lights out. It um you're looking at. I'm looking at all these kids, and it's like, man, you're trying to figure. Okay, okay, this one's a group, a 22, a class of 22. How old is he? Well, he's actually about a year and a half older than this one. And you're trying to grade these kids on a curve and trying to compare them over three days. One day they didn't have as good of receivers. You had a bunch of drops, um, and, and you're watching these kids throw these balls, and you're like, you know, when there were, when there were incompletions on most of these quarterbacks. The, the balls were hitting the, the receivers in the hands, and they were dropping them. It, it was just that kind of three-day stretch at LSU. Well, let's get back to some of the guys in this current recruiting class, because I know that's what people are, are most concerned about. Uh, we mentioned the two big guys, Jaquel and Roy and, and Jacoby and Guillory. Where are you in your mind? Do you think maybe at this point they get one, they get both, none? Where, where, what are you feeling right now? Uh, I, I, I still think LSU gets both. Obviously, Jacoby and Guillory was at LSU on his official visit. Jaquel and Roy was at A&M on, at the same time. Then the dead period started uh, uh, Monday morning. So, um, you know, got a lot of people nervous. Uh, we had gotten Jacoby in, uh, right after he had finished his official visit Sunday. And he said, uh, you know, and he, after he had just tweeted out January 4th, meaning that's when he's going to announce, which is the, you know, the, the – formerly the U.S. Army All-American game on NBC at noon uh, every January, and that's when he's going to announce. So, you know, that kind of got some people nervous because at first it was going to be May for him and then August, and now it's looking like January. But I, I tend to wonder if, it, if it's going to go that long. We'll, we'll see if, it, if, it, if that actually holds true. Um, Jaquel and Roy, obviously, look, all these kids have great visits. It's you, you never hear a kid go anywhere and have a bad visit because um, the, the, the red carpet truly gets rolled out everywhere. Every school's got great facilities. Um, so, you know, look, he comes home after a, a very positive Texas A&M visit, and then you, you just wait to see if the uh, 
you know, some kids are more impressionable than others, and we'll see how that, that, uh, uh, how that uh, changes. But, you know, the leading up to it, Jaquel and Roy was probably in the LSU facility two or three days a week. So I think LSU feels darn good about where they're at right now. Yeah, did I see Jimbo Fisher took them bass fishing? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know they, they and you know the first time I, I met Jaquel and he was talking about uh, how he, how he was going fishing. He loves to go fishing, so <laughs> uh, that that well, that was smart on Jimbo's part. Well, well, come to LSU. We'll show you all the girls we got down here. It's maybe a yeah. little bit more attractive than some fish. Um, uh, running back, LSU doesn't have one in this class. There's some guys out there still undecided. We know Zach Evans out of Houston, top 10 kid. Alabama very high on his radar. But some other guys, they've showed some interest in Kel- uh, Kendall Milton out of California. I got to think, though, if they don't land one of the big fish that Ash- Ashad Johnson down the road at Warren Easton might be uh, getting a look. Yeah, you know, uh, the thing about a shot is, you know, I didn't see him come to a camp. So that's, you know, where, where is he actually falling on LSU's board? Why didn't he come to camp? Of course, his, his teammate Cedric Van Pran is basically LSU's not even in the picture with him. Um, I talked to Zach Evans' his brother last week, uh, and we had a story on Tiger Bay that's as easy to find. Um, you know, they're real close with the LSU coaches. Talk daily, whether it's Zach uh, Skyping with Ed Orgeron or his brother talking with Orgeron and the staff. Um, I think that one is an LSU-Alabama uh, battle. Uh, both Milton and uh, uh, Kendall Milton and Zach Evans have Georgia. Um, I think uh, Milton ends up at Georgia. Um, and another uh, running back on LSU's board, Kayvon Lee, um, I think he's very much one to watch for LSU, and he was on campus last week. So, um, I, I think those are the guys to watch out for. You know, it was, uh, you look at LSU's board, and initially we were wondering if they would take one or two, um, but it's strictly one uh, running back in this class. And uh, to me, I, I think it's probably going to be, if not Zach Evans, it'll be Kayvon Lee from um, Superior Collegiate in uh, Clearwater, Florida, and he's a, He's another big back, uh, six foot, uh, a little bit over six foot, and about 215, 220 pounds. <laughs> Talk with Mike Scarborough, com. Mike, you mentioned offensive line, a big focus, and rightfully so. When you look at this class, I mean, loaded already with defensive linemen, seven kids already, and then, like we mentioned, the two big ones out there in Roy and Guillory, you know, that, that's even more defensive linemen, but only two offensive linemen in this class. They, they lost Ford uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, where are they? I mean, are they, are they thinking they can add a couple more offensive linemen in this class? Yeah, look, they're still after Paris Johnson that's committed to Ohio State that visited, uh, I guess, about a month, six weeks ago. Um, you know, he had his official visit to Ohio State, and he's on Twitter uh, right after talking smack with Michigan fans and, and uh, trying to convince other kids to, to come to Ohio State. So I, um, I know they're not going to give up on him, five-star, big-timer. Um Marcus Doomerville, uh, who is Martinez's uh, teammate, uh, who's committed to LSU, and he was on uh, campus uh, for the camp and, and worked Friday morning. Um, I think he's a, a, a strong likelihood for LSU. And then beyond that, it, it gets kind of tricky. Um, you know, I, I thought Cameron Jackson, the defensive line commitment all along, and we filmed him last season. Uh, I, when I, as soon as I saw him, I, I thought he had to be an offensive lineman. Uh, but he's a project guy. 
And uh, if you're going to move him to the offensive line, he's a project. And, you know, to me that's why it's a concern because I, I, I don't know that this offensive line haul this year can afford to have a, a, a guy in the, in the numbers, whether it's uh, four uh, offensive linemen or three, which, you know, we were having a debate a month ago, should it be four or five offensive linemen in this class? I, um, I don't know if they can get away with it being three and then one of the three being Cameron Jackson, who, who would need time to develop at that position. I think they need three or four home runs in this class. <laughs> what do you, uh, what have you and, heard? And, and, and look, that's, that's the big, big deal here is you don't have a true tackle on the LSU football roster right now. Right. And none of your freshmen are true tackles. You know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a roster full of guards. So, um, it, it's kind of as hot as LSU is. And, and look, and, and to, to be fair, it's not like offensive, true offensive tackles grow on trees and the, and the ones that are out there are, are very hard to get and they're not in your home state. So it, it's, it's extremely difficult to pull a kid like that uh, when you're going up against the likes of Ohio State, Clemson, et cetera, particularly if they're in the, the a natural geography of a big school. In that realm, Mike, what have we heard on Ed Ingram? Because I keep hearing rumblings that, oh, he might be back, but do you expect him to come back with this team? You know, it, it's it, there's always been a lot of optimism, and then it kind of seemed like there wasn't, uh, they weren't as optimistic. And then I'm uh, I'm feeling again that maybe they're optimistic. Um, you know, then there's there's talk that uh, maybe there's a a, a, a here a court date or something, but it'll be in September. And uh, you know, I, who who knows what to to believe that that's out there right now. But I know he's working out every day. Of course, he can't. He's in uh you know in a in an indefinite suspended mode, but he's still in school. He works out every day in the LSU football uh, weight room, but he can't be coached or tutored or you know I don't I don't even know if they're allowed to go in there and give him a spot. Uh, you know, but uh, it, it's. Um, I know he's working hard, and, and it, based on what I know of the situation, it, it, it's it's really uh, a bad situation. And the longer this goes on, the, the, and the more I feel that this kid's got some sort of uh, avenue uh, to uh, ask for some years of eligibility added back by the NCAA. I, I don't know the ins and outs of that, but um, and maybe when it's all said and done, he might have to do, file some sort of lawsuit. <laughs> I talk with Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Mike, the uh, coach's caravan, as you mentioned earlier, they were in Metairie last night at walk-ons. Uh, coach O with Steve Ensminger, Joe Brady. And, and really the first time uh, the media getting an extended conversation with Joe Brady because we've heard all these tremendous things about him, but what were your biggest takeaways from what uh, the coaches yeah, had to I'm, say? I'm just sitting there looking at this guy, and I don't, I don't know if he's turned 29 yet. but he's, <laughs> uh, I mean, how can you not – First of all, now that you hear, you, you hear him speak, and certainly we get our 20 minutes uh, of media time at practice and, and watching him and filming him uh, at those uh, coaching up the, uh, the receivers and the way he interacts with them and then hearing him speak publicly uh, with the media, how can you not think that this guy one day is not going to be a head coach of a, of a program somewhere, um, you know, LSU has some success, and I think the other part of it too is is the uh, the back and forth between him and Steve Ensminger, and 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 I, and I, you know, immediately when he was hired, and, and 
you know, people, your thought is, okay, you know, a lot of coaches got egos, and um, and that was the one thing I, I knew immediately was it's of all the coaches on the staff, Steve Ensminger is the guy that could care less about who gets credit for what, and he addressed that last night, and it's just like I figured. It's, I think he loves having uh, Joe Brady there and bringing in some concepts to help him be more successful and. Um, I'm, everybody's anxious to see what they're going to do. And, look, the, the Joe Brady factor and, and immediately having these Saints credential and uh, Drew Brees and Sean Payton and, and being a part of that uh, incredible offense, that's why you've got uh, the, the best wide receiving commitment list uh, in the country right now and why offensive players and quarterbacks like we've never seen before are coming to camp because they all believe that LSU's offense is going to be nothing like it's been in years previous. With Joe Brady, I mean, the feeling with Dave Aranda for the longest has been, hey, enjoy him while you got him, because he may not be here much longer. Is that the feeling you get with Joe Brady? Is, hey, let's let's yeah, enjoy him you know, while look, he's here. I, I, it, look, if LSU has success offensively, um, you you, you got to believe that they will do everything they can to to keep him around. And I'm not... You know, uh, I'm not uh, saying he's the offensive coordinator and waiting and, and pushing Ensminger out the door or, or anything like that. But uh, LSU obviously pays well. I mean, look, for years we, we saw assistant coaches and, and position coaches at LSU, you know, uh, make it kind of known that they were looking for, you know, different jobs or ready to move on. And But the problem was is that LSU pays so darn well it didn't make sense for them. You know, it, you can be, uh, you know, like Frank Wilson. I mean, uh, Frank Wilson, uh, <laughs> he he took a pay cut to take that head coaching job initially. Right. <laughs> so it, it's, it's uh, you know, Brick Haley, when he was a defensive line coach, uh, he, every year he, he, was, he was out looking for a job. LSU pays too well. It, <laughs> there's not many uh, places in the country, unless an NFL gig's coming your way that's a, 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 a position up. Uh, you're, you're kind of at the pinnacle. So, um, yeah, I, I, to me, it, it, if LSU has the kind of success that we think they're, they're going to have, um, they're, they're, they're going to do everything they can to keep them there. And, and now you've got an athletics director who's, who's very much in tune, uh, and he's not afraid to spend money. Yeah, and Steve's 61. I can't imagine he wants to do this for many more years. So it would it would only make sense if he were to to be the offensive coordinator waiting. Talk of Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Uh, last thing for you, Mike, uh, the website. What you guys got up there? I know you got a lot of fresh content and video from over the weekend. Yeah, we uh, we've, uh, do video better than anybody, and we've got absolutely overflowing. I think I upload. Yeah, TigerBait.com. If you're if you're an LSU fan, we really want you to try us out. One dollar, you can get on the site for a, for a week. We got a one week trial period. We really think you'll enjoy the website. And if you don't like it, you can cancel easily. We got a phone number to call. It takes a minute, and we've got we're absolutely overflowing with LSU camp coverage. Uh, we got a sit down interview yesterday with Jack Marucci, LSU's that longtime athletic trainer, and. The stuff that uh, Brian Lazar told me he had to share with him, LSU fans are going to eat it up. Well, we're going to have that uh, either late today or tomorrow. So uh, loads of football, football recruiting. Our message board has a lot of great conversations. So TigerBait.com, we, we, we want to have you. Awesome, Mike. Always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. Bye. All right, thanks. TigerBait.com, Mike Scarborough. Um,
Man, season's going to be here before we know it. It's Chris Gordy Show. Uh, that's it for guests today. If you guys want to jump in, phone lines are open, 260-1280, 504-260-1280. we've touched on a lot of college football, but uh, some NFL stuff going on out there as well we need to touch on. It's Chris Gordy Show. Back right after this. Stay with us.